Hello and welcome to my first podcast. I haven't quite got a name as yet, but that is because I want it to be right. But I know for sure that this is for you if you are a creative and you're looking to expand what you do to make it into a little business on the side. And this is also for you if you're a fully fledged creative like myself and your earnings all come from what you make or what you write or what you sing on a day to day basis. So you're welcome. It really is great. I have felt a little bit overwhelmed for a while and felt like I didn't really have a voice in this area. And then I started to think, well, people hire me to talk about my business and how I got to here. So why do I not just start a podcast, which sums up a lot of those things. And also I have connections with just brilliant, vibrant creatives who can share their wisdom with you. So I really look forward to sharing that all with you. And thank you for joining me. I thought the best way to get started would be to tell you about my own journey. I I'm Ali Hart. I am a mum to three boys, Abraham, Tobias and Elijah. I'm married to Michael and we live in Belfast. I did my, uh, completed my degree in fine art and then I went on to do my master's and creativity was just always in me and you might find that you're the same. It's just always been a part of me. Sadly, I can't say the same about my children. They seem to be very much athletic uh, and into sport and outdoors, which is another thing that my husband and I are both really engaged with ourselves. He played hockey for Ireland um, under 21 team and I just have had sport all my life. So I can see the boys are not exactly creatives as yet. So I had it all the time. It was everything I did always revolved around art and colour and expression. I loved drama. I was always doing something all the time in the creatives and in the arts. So it was a real natural progression for me to do GCSE art, which is the exams that we do in Northern Ireland, the first ones in our around 14, 15. And then I went on to do my A-levels. And again, all I did was focus on my art. I would love to revisit and to maybe do my English and my French A-levels again, because although I was predicted very good grades, I actually didn't really work towards them. And now as someone who runs a business, I can see the importance of really having to apply yourself in order to make something come to fruition. And for me, I really dropped the ball in the writing, which I actually love to do in my English A-level and also in my French. I love languages, but I just didn't apply myself. Nonetheless, I did apply myself to my art and I got to a stage where a very high level, really, I would you would say in terms of the masters, there were only eight people selected to do that. However, that the master's was not a decision that I had ever thought I would make because I just assumed, because I had taught art to groups of young people with learning disabilities, to older, um, to elderly people, and also to very small children from, I was really about 17 years of age, I just assumed I would be a teacher. And I don't know why, because I don't actually love the setting of school I don't really I I definitely like routine but I don't 
respond to the same curriculum being like on a September in one year to a September in the other. And for some people, they totally thrive on that. But for me, when I look back now, I think, why did I apply? But it felt right at the time. It didn't feel right for the people that were interviewing me because I wasn't selected. And that was a really big shock. I, I remember my old art teachers saying, you know, it'll be a breeze for you. I had revisited and, and done a little bit of shadowing at my old schools. And it just seemed that people had faith in me and that I was going to be okay. I really did fluff the interview. And now I think there was a reason for that. It was after I came out of the interview and I was told that I didn't get the position or didn't get a place to to do the teacher's postgraduate. And then it was a tutor who said to me, why don't you apply for the master's? You have such a developed case study of work and a real um, sense that you, you want to keep exploring. So why not just take exactly the same portfolio um, as you'd taken to the the teacher training interview and just bundle that up, add some more, get yourself really involved with what your subject matter is, what your passion is, where your skills lie and just go for the master's interview. And I did. And I was absolutely, I really was shocked to get it. And it was a great two years. I don't know if you're listening to this and you have also completed a master's in the arts you may find the same as I did, that it is brilliant for bringing on your skills, for helping you dig really deep into where your skill set is and what the theme is and what really drives you. What is your why, if that makes sense? You know, what, what is your why? Why do you do this? What is it you get from it? And it also was really good for me to uh, learn to take criticism so if you're on my social media, you will see that when you open yourself um, on Instagram, open yourself up to being vulnerable on Twitter or on Facebook, you're essentially opening yourself to criticism. Sometimes I can let that wash over me. Other times people's words can really hurt. However, in my art practice, if someone criticizes my paintings, it doesn't really bother me or if someone doesn't like them. Because having gone through the masters of, we call them crits, so you had a crit every month and you could have visiting lectures to that are also just the tutors that you have on a day-to-day -day basis. So you had a, a crowd of about 20 people. There were many positive comments, but really what they did was they, it's felt it felt to you like they ripped you apart, but what they do is they just drag you through this mill in order to get you the, to the other side and so that you have a deeper understanding of what you do. So painting-wise, art-wise, I don't. it doesn't really bother me if someone says it looks like a three-year-old has done it because I have the masters to thank for that. But as I was saying, if you've done a masters in art, you will also find, probably like me, that you're not exactly set up for running a business. I had to learn that. My husband said to me at the weekend, why did we let you work as a classroom assistant? Why did I let you do those workshops? 
that you got £30 for even though you'd prepped for two days and then you travelled and then you delivered a two-hour workshop. But that's because I was learning and we all have to go through that. So this podcast is a way for you to feel okay with starting to make greetings cards at £3 and selling them but knowing that you can have more. I've been there and I sat in our living or our bedroom, our upstairs bedroom, and dirtied one wall where I used to paint these pictures for people and charge probably way below what I should have. But I needed that to get on the ladder and to get my name out there. So don't be discouraged where you are right now. Even if you sit at night and maybe you're a knitter or maybe you make clothes for your children and you think, wow, like the response I get from these, I should try and grow this. Well, this podcast is for you because we're going to unravel a lot of the elements of business and I can help you the best that I can. I can bring in people to help you as well through your words because if you're like me, you will love working in your studio or driving in your car or sitting on the bus and listening to people and being fed because there's so much goodness that can come through your ears, which can go into your subconscious and really help you to know your worth. So that is what this is about. This is about showing you practical ways to help your creative business grow, whether you're on a very small scale right now or whether you're fully fledged, but you want more, you know there is more. So there you have it. I really look forward to growing this with you and thank you for listening and for your time and tell your friends if you know that they would also benefit from it. You can find me on my website, which is alihart.com and also across my various social media. I just come under Ali Hart. It's Ali with a Y. My mum decided to call me Alison with a Y instead of an I and really it has been 34 years of correcting people, but We get there and I'm really learning to own my name and I would encourage you to do the same. So there you have it. That is my first podcast and I will see you on the other side. Take care.